0: Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the Tech Reformation. I'm Ben. I'm Craig. I'm Derek. And this is Tank. So guys, this uh, little podcast that we started has really grown quite a bit over the last few months. Uh, We've got tons and tons of listeners. Uh, For some reason, people like tuning in every (laughs) week to listen to us talk for an hour. I have no idea uh, why. About really nerdy things.
1: (laughs) It's definitely got nothing to do with the Australian accent.
0: I think it has everything to do with the Australian accent. <laughs> so given the uh, all of the changes lately, we're here to tell you a little bit more about, um, in this episode, some of the things that are coming. Mm-hmm. And so, Derek, tell us about what's going on.
2: Yeah, so you should know at this point, we've been announcing the past couple of weeks, that we are a part of the Theology Mix Network. And so as a part of the network, we are in the next... Month or so going to going to start playing ads from other podcasts in the network so that we can you know uh, cross promote each other and you can find all these uh, other great podcasts and in addition to that, I think we are going to be starting doing our own advertising here soon, just a couple like thirty second to a minute spots of you know telling you about a thing uh, in order to you know, help offset the costs of the podcast for us so that we can still keep bringing this to you for free. So we promise not to be obnoxious about it. We just uh, will only be uh, endorsing products that we think should be endorsing. We're not going to just be taking money from every, you know, person on the street. So, Podcasting is free for you, but it's not cheap for us. (laughs) That's true. That's true. So we're just trying to offset some of these costs and uh keep bringing you our voices every week cuz we really enjoy doing this and I th- I think you guys I think you guys enjoy this too. So
0: yeah, and let's uh let's make one thing real clear about who gets the glory for the success quote unquote of this show and that is the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh honestly it blows my mind mm-hmm. that so many people listen to this every week uh but praise God. Uh hopefully we are accomplishing what we set out to do which is get people started talking about and thinking about technology and theology which is a topic that uh unfortunately isn't talked about as much
2: Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah that is the state of tech reformation (laughs) 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 sounds like some kind
1: of disaster announcement (laughs) (laughs) and now to our reporter in the field it's time for tech you should know
2: This is Tech You Should Know, the part of the show where we bring you seven tech news stories from throughout the past week that we feel are worth your consideration. Apple removes third-party Reddit apps over Not Safe for Work toggle. After the official Reddit app was released, a lot of third-party Reddit clients started mysteriously disappearing from Apple's App Store. Turns out that they were being removed on charges of user-generated pornography, which, if you've ever been on the darker parts of Reddit, you'll quickly realize is not something new and unknown about the service. At dispute was the Not Safe for Work toggle, which Apple wanted removed from the offending apps, so that the user cannot switch from the Safe for Work setting to the Not Safe for Work setting in-app. However, once apps removed that toggle, they started appearing on the App Store once more. HTC announces its new HTC 10, the successor to HTC's M-series and A9 phones. The HTC 10 blends both designs into an aluminum chassis with the large 5.2-inch screen. It boasts a Qualcomm Snapdragon 820 processor, 4GB of RAM, 32GB of internal storage, plus a microSD card slot for expansion, and they claim the battery is good for up to two days of life. What's interesting to me, though, is that they have licensed Apple's AirPlay technology, which is a first for Android phones. How long until Apple licenses the idea of expandable storage? <laughs> they don't have That's expandable storage. They can't. They can't it's never going to happen.
1: That. It's the only thing that now frustrates me about the difference between Android and iPhone is that they are actually behind in that one area.
0: That's the only thing. I can think of a couple other things
1: uh okay waterproofing would also be helpful <laughs> no i think that's so gimmicky i
0: would
2: love waterproofing
1: yeah but have you ever spilled a whole bunch of water on your phone <laughs> it gets
2: it gets less gimmicky the more real the situation is no
0: have you guys seen the little wayne commercials
2: oh the little wayne commercials are awful <laughs> Where he's just pouring champagne on his
0: phone they're so
2: dumb it's hilarious but <laughs> so stupid
1: But all those times I spilled champagne on my phone, I would have loved to. No, no, I haven't done that. But I I did once spill 10 liters of water on my phone, and
2: thankfully it survived, but I would prefer it to just not be an issue. Facebook talks about new stuff at a thing in front of people. Over two days at its F8 conference this week, Facebook laid out its audacious plans for the future. That includes launching Messenger as a platform with chatbots, unveiling a new open-source 360-degree VR camera, releasing a Facebook Live API for developers, and launching a video rights manager to combat freebooting, among many other announcements. You can check out everything they announced through the link in the show notes.
0: I'm Snapchatting everyone right now, just so you guys know.
2: Yes, I noticed. You're very distracting over there.
1: (laughs) I'm going to download that app. That's are you really? Snapchat. How do you, how do you say it? Snapchat is that it? Snapchat. Yep. Yeah, I got it. I want to. Wait, are you really downloading it? Yeah, I better try it out. If so,
0: breaking news in the middle of tech, you should know. Breaking news: <laughs> Craig Ellis has finally seen the error of his
1: ways. No, 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 no. I just he is downloading Snapchat. I just need to, you know, if I'm going to bag it, I need to have used it so that I have a reason to bag it. Oh gosh, you need to make your critiques
2: more astute, huh? That's right. <laughs> Well, back to the news. Uh, (laughs) Like that that wasn't news, Derek. That was news, come on. It was news, that's for sure. Uh, But in actual news this week, uh, Amazon announces its new Kindle, the Oasis. A year and a half after announcing its last new flagship e-reader, Amazon has introduced the smaller, grippier new Kindle Oasis. In addition to it being thinner and lighter than any previous Kindle, It features a new back bump that's made to feel like you're holding the spine of a book as you read one-handed. The battery life has been improved, with the Oasis having up to two weeks of battery life and its cover providing an extra two months of continuous charge. Physical buttons for page turning have also been added back to the device, with Amazon saying that people just like buttons. (laughs) (laughs) Did they really say that? (laughs) Yep, yep wow there were a lot of people who were very angry about the last uh kindle not having buttons of any kind well i don't know that they had buttons no buttons of any kind but they didn't have page turning buttons and so i know many people will be happy about that the burr feinstein encryption bill is officially awful Richard Burr and Diane Feinstein have officially presented their effort at solving the encryption battle, after a draft of their bill appeared online a couple of weeks ago. The bill, titled the Compliance with Court Orders Act of 2016, would require tech firms to decrypt customers' data at a court's request, requiring essentially that a backdoor be available at any time for the company in question to be able to use to help law enforcement, As you may guess, the world of tech is less than thrilled about the bill, but Obama has also said he will not support the bill, and a fellow senator has already threatened to filibuster it should it appear on the Senate floor.
3: Hmm.
2: Apparently, the encryption battle is not going away as quickly as we thought it was. (laughs) Also in encryption news, FBI paid gray hat hackers for the iPhone hack. The FBI has been refusing to explain how they hacked Syed Farouk's iPhone 5C over the past few weeks. Because they didn't. (laughs) Just kidding. I don't know if they did. I I think they did at this point. There's been enough talk. I I think they did. And and now it turns out that they may not even know how they hacked it. Or they may just not be able to release the details of how they hacked it because they bought it from third-party hackers. Everyone has been speculating that the Israeli firm Celebrite was the brains behind the hack, but it turns out that the FBI just paid morally dubious hackers for the exploit that got them out of the fight with Apple over encryption. And it turns out, I have also seeing news this week, that the, there really hasn't been any information that the FBI has found on this iPhone that has been useful so far. So, you know, there's that. Yeah, I heard that too. So sad. And finally this week, drone racing becomes a sport worthy of live streaming on ESPN. Oh yeah! ESPN and the International Drone Racing Association, or the IDRA, have announced a partnership to broadcast drone racing live on TV, starting with a three-day event in New York City this August. The sport is being positioned as the niche interest it still is, but ESPN is certainly dreaming big about its future. Drone racing is currently seeing an unprecedented rise in popularity, said the network in a press release, and is poised to become the next behemoth racing sport alongside NASCAR and Formula 1.
3: I've never heard of drone racing before.
2: Me neither, but I would totally watch it. Especially they're talking <laughs> about like like 3D cameras and VR uh broadcasting and like oh that would be cool. Mounting uh that would be Mounting cameras like that on uh, on a drone while they're flying around, oh, that'd be so cool. Hmm.
3: Yeah, I watch watching the trailer now. That, that's pretty cool. What I guess that's what they do. The the racers put on headsets and mm-hmm. fly with the drones. So I guess they would just broadcast that footage elsewhere. Yeah, as well as the racers. Yeah, yeah that's pretty cool.
2: Sports nerds can get behind. <laughs> and that concludes tech you should know this week.
0: And now it's time for Tech You Should Use, the part of the show where we feature one technology which you can use in your everyday life, which we have used and love, and we talk to you about why you should use it and how you could use it and what it does. So I want to do something a little bit unique this time. Um, Tank doesn't have an iPhone, so he's out. Sorry, buddy. (laughs) But Derek and Craig, if you could grab your iPhone for me. Grabbed. And listener, if you could pick your iPhone up, if you have one, if you have Android, I'm sorry. So pick up your iPhone, go okay. to the settings app, okay. then go to general. Hang on, this I'm is, in
1: Snapchat. It's just taking me a while to get Craig, it. get out of Snapchat. Come <laughs> on, man.
0: You just got it and you're already obsessed with it.
1: No, no, no. I'm trying to sign up. Anyway, settings, general, yep. Okay. So
0: you're in settings, you go to general, then you go to accessibility. Spoilers. Okay. This is how the FBI hacked
3: the San <laughs> thing. <laughs>
0: and then go to speech. In accessibility, go to speech. Mm-hmm. And then the second button that you see there says speak screen. Speak screen. Turn that radio button on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, go to... Any of your favorite reading apps, whether it's Pocket or Safari, or I use it with Kindle, which is what I'm going to recommend this week, and open a page that has lots of text. Okay? So I'm going to go to my Kindle app, and I'm going to open the book that I was last reading, which is called Let the Nations Be Glad. The Supremacy of God in Missions by John Piper, mm-hmm. and I am going to take two fingers after turning on Speak Screen and Accessibility sec- Settings. I'm going to take two fingers, touch the top of my phone above where the screen is, not on the screen, above the screen. Two fingers, swipe down onto the phone, and then you'll hear.
2: One except Jews, but in Antioch some spoke to Greeks also. In other words, the persecution sent the church not only to Judea and Samaria (Acts eight one) but also beyond to the Mattians (Acts eleven 19. The inertia of ease, the apathy of abu and The lesson here is not just.
0: <laughs> you wow. get to hear about the supremacy of God and missions from uh, a gentleman named Alex, who's an automated voice.
2: Marriage, God's passion for his glory, the pleasures of God, desiring God, the dangerous duty of delight, future grace, a hunger for God, let the nations be glad. The yeah, be there you go. The Jesus That's going to be completely unintelligible to those of us who listen to our, our podcast at 1 1. <laughs> 1. 1.5 times speed. That is pretty cool. You
0: can slow it it down with the turtle button,
2: right? Uh huh. Yeah. You can slow it down with
0: the turtle button. You can speed it up with the hair button.
2: Sovereign joy, the hidden smile of God, the roots of (laughs) endurance. Yes, there it
1: is. (laughs) So So you you can make a John Piper book sound drunk, basically, if you want (laughs) to slow it down too much. So this week, I am featuring Speak Screen
0: for the iPhone. Uh, for tech you should use and so I just told you how you can get it basically what it is is it'll read the contents of your screen for you you can set up uh, special settings where you can pick different voices obviously you heard different voices from me and from Craig's phone as well Um, you can choose those you can also tell it to um, highlight whatever it's reading so in certain apps it'll highlight each word as it reads it which is pretty neat if you're tracking with it Um, I use it a lot in the car when I can't obviously be looking at my phone or holding my phone, so I'll just swipe down, and if you're in the Kindle app, it'll turn the page and go for you. So I can read, you know, 15 pages, 20 pages out of John Piper's book uh, just in my commute. Uh, and it's a way that I read articles as well sometimes, uh, just to kind of redeem time that I couldn't be doing that anyway. Uh, so I would usually listen to podcasts, uh, but I can't read books at work because I won't be able to focus on my work that I'm getting paid to do. Uh, so I don't do that then. That might be when I would listen to a podcast, Mm -hmm. but I could, um, I could do the speak screen thing for a book in the car and I can just pay attention to it and, and listen. Uh, and you know, other times maybe as you're getting ready for bed or something like that, um. Sometimes when you get up in the morning, have a book read to you. It's pretty convenient, Uh, and I've read, just to prove this out, I have read um, five books in the last two weeks, quote-unquote read, uh, with this method, um, because I have to read a ton of books for seminary, and I don't have a whole lot of time to do it in. So um, it's a pretty handy little trick that I thought I would share with everyone.
2: I knew this was possible, but I didn't know that it was so convenient. That's very convenient. Yeah, it's super Just convenient. Just a two finger swipe from the top. That's really sweet. Yep,
0: and then and like I said, I use it with my Kindle, and so it'll read the whole book. It'll turn the page. You know, the only the only downside I've found is that you do have to leave the you can't lock the screen, otherwise it'll stop at the end of the page. So if you leave the screen unlocked, it'll stay unlocked and it'll keep reading to you. Mm-hmm. So it does kill battery a lot faster, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I haven't had that be too big of a problem. It still gets through a full day with my charge.
2: Yeah, you, you, have, a, you have an iPhone 6 Plus, though, so...
0: True, true. <laughs> but I had been doing this back when I had a 5S, I think. Okay. Um, I don't remember when I first started. Uh, I will say, if you're going to do this to read books, to listen to books, um, you're going to want as natural of a sounding voice as possible. <laughs> and so if you go into Siri, you can change the voice, and you can download um, what's called Alex, which is an enhanced voice that takes up more space on your phone. It's like a gig as opposed to Siri. Um, But it does sound a lot more natural. Um, And I've gotten to where I can listen to it pretty darn fast and still understand what's being said. So that was the preview that you heard. That's the regular speed I listen on. Mm -hmm. But you can slow it down a lot, as Craig said, and it's very intelligible. So I know this is how the famous, or infamous, if you will, James White reads a lot of things. So I thought I'd try it out, and it's been going really well for me. So I thought I'd recommend it to the listeners. Sweet. That is Tech You Should Use this week. So now let's get into our main topic this week. So... I'm a little bit at a loss for how to even describe this one, but I'll just give it a go. <laughs> the Verge ran an article about an online game called Rust, which I had not previously heard of, that is now randomly assigning genders to its players. Okay? Just stick with me here for a second. I know you're like, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> it's an online game called Rust, randomly assigning genders to players, and this is what the CEO had to say about that. He said, quote, we understand this is a sore subject for a lot of people. We understand that you may now be a gender that you don't identify with in real life. We understand this causes you distress and makes you not want to play the game anymore. Technically, nothing has changed since half the population was already living with those feelings. The only difference is that whether you feel like this is now decided by your Steam ID instead of your real life gender. So they've also apparently... Uh, a few months ago, they re- randomly assigned skin color as well. Uh, and so he also said, just like in real life, you are who you are. You can't change your skin color or your face. And there's other th- there's one other thing that they randomized, which I won't share because
2: it's <laughs> explicit. <laughs> Hashtag explicit. This story is just amazing. Um, it's kind of hard to t- t- to know where to start with this. Now I will say for one thing I'm kind of a fan of the like I understand what they're going with going for and and I understand like I'm kind of I'm kind of good with them doing the 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 changing the color of people's skin like randomly like that like that makes sense When it comes to a gender uh a gender thing that enters into a mo- realm of morality that isn't just that isn't as arbitrary as they make it sound
3: I am actually completely fine with the article. Um, I don't I don't see what, I guess, the huge deal, but I think I'm reading it differently. Um, and I may know one thing about Rust that you guys don't know. Um, so the first thing is that you die a lot in Rust. It's a roguelike. So when you die, your character is reborn, in a sense, when you play again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a person who is assigned a female one time will be assigned a mail the next time, perhaps, and then assigned a... Oh, no, never mind. I guess he said it was tied to your Steam ID. So that mm-hmm. was wrong. Anyway, so scratch that. <laughs> you don't have to cut it out,
2: though. No, that's um, right. I can look yeah. wrong. <laughs> that's what I thought at first, too, because I do know in, in Rust, it's like you die once and your character's gone forever. Yeah. Um, but
3: uh, uh, but I would say, like, what, what I think he's getting at... Um, First is that you're you're giving you're given a persona. You don't get to choose anything about that persona. Just like when we're born, we don't get to choose anything about our persona. We don't choose like, "Oh, I want to be a guy and I want to have this color skin and so on and so forth." Like we don't make that decision. And so he's basically saying you're a new person in this game. You don't get to make any decision about anything. It just happens. Um and and so there's not the customizing your avatar to be exactly like who you want to be, uh, whether matching your real life persona or not, or I don't know if persona was right there. Um, and then secondly, I think that quote, um, technically nothing has changed since half the population was already living with those feelings. I think he more means that the people who played the game, like everybody was male, like that was the <laughs> only gender. And so if a female was playing the game, she was living with the fact that she was playing a male in the game and she had no choice. And so Uh. now, rather than it being decided, if you're a female, you're going to be forced to live with those feelings, it's decided if you're randomly assigned the opposite gender and you're bummed about that, then it's it's still random. It's just not decided on your real life gender versus what's allowed in the game. Does that make sense? And do you think that's I'm reading the
0: article correctly? Well, I guess that's the end of this topic. Let's move (laughs)
2: on.
0: (laughs) Mm. I mean, I I definitely read into it based on sort of the direction that the culture seems to be going, and I think that's kind of what you're saying, and Mm. I admit that. Um, I think, you know, we could talk about transgender or other things like that if we wanted to for 30 minutes, but that's not, to me, that's not really... One, I would be concerned that we would uh, obviously the four of us probably agree on that, and we have a biblical per- perspective, and everyone listening to this probably knows what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it kind of goes without saying this is a Christian podcast. To me, though, you know, I do want to be gentle and respectful to friends and anybody who listens to it, and and I don't, I don't really know that that's the most interesting part of this. To me, actually, what it is is this idea that no matter what it is, whether it's gender uh, or even we've seen cases of um, people's race where you just get to decide, you get to define yourself however you want and no one else can question it, no matter what it is,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? Uh, and so I don't, that to me is the interesting the interesting aspect of that. And that is how I read it. So we are taking a bit of a departure there, Tank, in the way that you read it and the way that I read it, which is fine.
3: Um well I think you can still talk about that because what's what I would say is interesting about this game is it's doing the opposite. It's it's saying when you're born, you're stuck with who you are. So basically the article is agreeing with kind of our Christian worldview, because he's saying when you're born in Rust, yeah. you're a you're a female with this skin color and this length of item. And like, (laughs) I can't believe you just said that (laughs) and, and you can't do anything about it. And so it's, it's almost more interesting to me that he is making that stance where so many other games nowadays, I mean, MMOs, if you, if there's a female that's trying to be like, Hey, hot stuff. You're like, this is just a dude that's being weird. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, like I'm sure you've all heard about that. So. So yeah, I think we can still go that direction, but just say how this article in particular is being countercultural. Yeah, even yeah. though the, I think, the developers probably just <laughs> just stubborn.
1: I think if you read it the way that Tank said that he reads it, which is a, an okay, like I can understand how you would get to that conclusion. Um, like I can see that reading of it. Um, then I, as as you were describing Tank, the way that you read it, I was like, hang on, but that would be like working against the culture and for our point of view. I know, like I mm-hmm. was sort of thinking thinking through what you just explained and going, um, I'm pretty sure that's not what this means. I think when, when it says the only difference is that whether you feel like this is now decided by your Steam ID instead of your real-life gender, that sentence to me... Seem, which is kind of like the last bit of his quote about um, the distinction between what you are in real life or what you feel like you should be in real life compared to what you end up being given or assigned in the game um, and those two things not matching up. Uh, I think that that sentence kind of points me back to the idea of we're going to randomize it and that might make it uncomfortable, but we like that you're uncomfortable because some people deal with discomfort all the time. Um, and I think if it was just like the, if it was just sort of making a comment on the fact that the game was originally made with a male main character, I mean, you know, there was, there was a game called, um, Tomb Raider that had a female main character, for example, <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's, uh, th- there's been other games in over history that have had females as the central point. Um, sure. It might be a male dominated industry, but I don't think that's what the article commenting on. I think. I, my reading of it anyway was that it was probably more like what Ben was saying, um, which is like the cultural distinction of, um, yeah, people's feelings, I guess, about their own. It's it's the gender thing. Like, is gender a real thing or is it a flexible thing that can change depending on what you feel? Um, and are sex and gender the same or are they different things? Um you know, different binaries that are one or the other or is gender more of a spectrum than sex and all that kind of, I think that's more of the issue that it's tying back into.
0: Yeah. From uh, my reading of it. I can identify myself however I, I choose and that's the authority, I am the authoritative autonomous determiner of what's true about me, irrespective of everything else. That's yeah. that's the cultural narrative today. And, you know, <laughs> Probably everyone who's listening to this um, knows how we feel about that. And, I mean, I, I think it goes down a pretty crazy road pretty quickly. But, um, <clears throat> you know, that's that's okay. I, another thing that's interesting about this is I have heard people recite the common uh, answer, especially with regard to the gender issue, um, without even thinking about it, because that's all they've, they've heard, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and it blows my mind. I mean, this is a phenomenon that just really amazes me, um, that people are so unconscious of what they're hearing all around them in, um, TV shows and movies and the news and in conversation with people that it has just become the common standard of the way we talk about these things, um, you know, so I'm thinking about the distinction that people want to make between gender and sex. Uh, so your your sex is your male or female, but your gender is an identity which you choose for yourself, and that may be male, female, or other. Uh, you know, and, and people talk about being transgender as well. Um, you know, and I've just heard that recited by people who I never would have expected uh, to think that way or talk that way. And I do think it's because we... Are mindless consumers by nature. We don't think deeply about things because it's too hard.
1: Uh, And if you're like me, you're lazy. And so that's good (laughs) enough, you know? I think it's, um, to be honest, I think it's also got to do with um, the way that children are raised or educated or um, brought up in terms of worldview. Like I don't think it's just a thing that our society has progressed to a point where we're all of a sudden crazy and we're willing to embrace weird definitions of things. I think that this is something that has been coming for quite a while because, and I'm not just talking about, you know, 60s and the the um, free love movement and all that progression, although I'm sure that had something to do with it. But I'm talking more specifically about, you know, you walk into a, a school these days or, a, a, a you know, um, a university and you say, um, you might sit down, and listen to a speech and something that you hear from Quite often, is you can be anything you want to be. Um, you can, you know, you can actually take it, the world is your oyster. Um, you've got more at your fingertips than anyone's ever had before, um, and so it's up to you to make your life what it what it's going to be. You can be anything you want to be. Um, and my wife and I were talking about this this morning, and and um, you know, she was she's a she's a PE teacher. She teaches gym in America, um, and so. You know, she was saying she might want to be a gymnast, but she's actually just not built like a gymnast. So, mm-hmm. for, for someone, for one of her sports coaches when she was growing up to say, yeah, you can be a gymnast, go for it, Um, she would have to get a lot, you know, uh, to be the ideal gymnast, she would have to get a lot shorter, she would have to have a different muscle structure. Um And this might seem like a trivial example, but- um it's one way of looking at, at this thing of is that actually true can any single any person be anything they want to be and i actually think if you start looking at specific examples of that you pretty quickly realize that um whether or not you think we were created or we evolved the fact is that there are differences um we all obviously would believe that we're created and we're created differently um and so i think if we all can recognize that there are differences, then it seems weird to me that we would then still say to everyone, um, we recognize that there are differences in the world, but everyone can still be whatever they want. Um, and those differences don't have any bearing on our identity and who we are as people um, and how we interact with the world and how we think about ourselves. Um, and so I think that sort of, uh, f- I guess for me, as as someone who's pretty close to becoming a parent, um, sort of starting to think through, you know, bringing a kid into this world where everyone's going to be telling them yeah you can do anything. I don't I don't want to be saying to my kid you can't do anything and and sort of breaking down their hopes and dreams, but at the same time I think um the other extreme is that we kind of open open up people's minds to the idea that everything is malleable, everything is changeable and like Ben said, you are the overarching authority on what is possible in your own life.
0: I think it's a really Difficult tension to think through, especially as someone who's going to be a parent uh, and wants to raise a child, um, especially in a godly way. And I appreciate how much you're thinking through it and struggling through it uh, in that vein. I think it's awesome. You know, we, Craig, you and I obviously agree on this. um, But for those who don't, what it comes down to ultimately is you just have to disagree with Jesus because he said, in the beginning God made them male and female. So he understood what Moses wrote in such a way that there was a gender binary, right? So at least on the self-identity gender issue, you got to say Jesus got it wrong. And then, you know, we have all kinds of problems, uh, especially if you would you'd be someone who identifies as a Christian because Jesus is God and therefore omniscient, and so how could he get it wrong on something like that?
1: Um, yeah. And that's the point. I guess as bringing up bringing up Christian young people, we should be asking them what does God say about who you are, not what are your emotions at this current point in in your life tell you about who you are. I think I think that's a good point to raise, Ben. Yeah, and that's
0: not to that's not to nullify our emotions either. Our emotions are a very important part of who we are. Um and we should have deep feelings. We certainly want to love the Lord with all of our heart. Um you know, and there's an emotional aspect to that that's very important, um, and so it's not like emotions are inherently evil, but it's also no. not like they're not affected by the fall. They absolutely are, and so our emotions can lie to us, um, and we, you're, you're absolutely right. We want to take that to the Word before we take it to whatever I feel or think about myself.
2: I think something that is helpful about this article, actually... Um I mean, we all we all agree on the morality bit, um, or at least we four do. I don't know about everyone in the audience, but um, in, in that in that we are agreed. But I think that that something that the creators of Rust are trying to get at that is good is to bring to mind that we that regardless of whether we uh, whether we agree with someone's morals being empathetic is a good thing to be able to do. Like having, totally agree. Having empathy for someone who is in a struggle with sin or, or is repeatedly condemned for, for their sin that they don't, further condemnation does not help matters any in, in convincing someone of, of what is true. And Um, and that's ultimately something that can only happen through the Holy Spirit. But, uh, yeah, being able to come to someone where they're at and understand what they're going through and realize that, oh, no, life isn't all bright and shiny and you're not just shaking your fist at the world. Um, I mean, they may be shaking their fist at the world, but a, a lot of people who have gender identity issues... Aren't necessarily trying to shake their 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 fist at the world. They're just trying to figure out what who they are and um I don't know how how to navigate what they're going through. And being able to understand what they're going through helps us help them. I, I
0: think that's a really important point. And that's what I meant when I said earlier that we wanted to have gentleness and respect when we talk to anyone about yeah. especially something that is For so central to who I see myself to be. And and especially on the gender issue. Like, you don't have to talk to someone long enough, longer than a few minutes to realize, I mean, this is really something that is central to the core of this person's understanding of themselves. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I do want to tread lightly, uh, and I'm not going to compromise the truth when I do that, but I I do definitely want to uh, speak the truth in love, and I do want to love my neighbor as myself, and even love my enemies if it is someone, uh, unlike who you're describing, who is really hostile. Because I think you're probably right, the vast majority of people are really just struggling with their own situation and, and wanting answers that maybe they don't have. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, what's scary about that is people may be ready to listen to whoever will provide answers, uh, and that may not be the best person you want to be listening to. Right. Um, right. So, I mean, that's one of the reasons we always bring it back to what does God say about this, because He's someone I can always trust to tell me the truth about something. And we know that by reading His Word, by the way. I'm yeah. not getting direct revelation. <laughs>
2: I certainly hope not.
0: What's wrong with direct revelation? (laughs) Well, personal direct... Well, I don't know. How would you say it? I mean, I I read the Bible to know what God says to me.
1: (laughs) Yep, fair enough.
0: I think one thing that's unique about this particular story is, whether you read it the way um, I've said that I read it or you read it the way Tank says that he's read it, or or other even, um, maybe that's not what they were trying to communicate, and Mm -hmm. that's totally fine. I think one point though still stands, which is with the pervasiveness of technology, with a game like this that people are playing, probably thousands. I don't know how big Rust is. Maybe it's millions. Um, you know, with a game like that, or what if what if something like World of Warcraft, which is probably billions, uh, or Facebook? I mean, certainly Facebook is involved in these things, and there are a billion people on on Facebook. Um, you know, but anyway, someone who has a platform like this um, can speak to these issues directly and get straight to people, Mm -hmm. um, because of technology. And so I just wanted to talk a little bit about that aspect of just the tech side of this.
2: Yeah. The uh, technology is absolutely what creates a lot of culture nowadays. Um, even just the fact that, uh, Companies like Facebook and Google and Apple, I'm I'm pretty sure they've all commented on the North Carolina uh, like bathroom law bill for 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 one one thing. Um, that there's a lot of a lot of the most prominent companies right now are tech, even just in that realm of politics and and just having a voice to talk about issues. That is a major driver of culture in in today's world, and technology affects our lives way more than we think it does This is actually something we might go down in a, a future episode this is this has to do with one of the, the books I'm uh, teaching in electives at church um, It's a fascinating topic of of finding out that you know technology is not neutral, and this is how it ch- has changed the world over the past you know couple thousand years, and even from the beginning in Genesis when we you know uh, first had various bits of technology and how that was implemented throughout the Bible, it, technology becomes a very um, integral part of our culture, and this is a very good example of that.
1: Do you know what I love about technology? Yeah, it's built on binary. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, I, I get funny. it. <laughs> okay, we second. got there. All right, that was good. That's funny. Yep. <laughs> Wonder if it would take the listeners that long.
3: <laughs> Thirty thousand people are playing Rust right now.
2: How many? Curious wow. on
3: the number.
0: Thirty thousand
3: are playing right now. Thirty
0: thousand. All right, good to know. So definitely, yeah. Not I, I think I said. Yeah, I think I said billions earlier when I was referring to World of Warcraft, and that's obviously not true. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you were laughing, weren't you, Tank?
3: Yeah, I wasn't going to call you yeah. out on it, but... You have to, I man. Swear. You got to jump in.
0: <laughs> I get away with saying the darndest things on this show. Well, I'll say, if anybody would like to dialogue over this more, uh, we would all be happy to do it and definitely we will take a humble posture because, uh, you know, we love you and we want you to know the Lord uh, if you don't and we want you to know Him better if you do and we want to know Him better and so we can do that together, I think. Um, that's what God gives us community for. So we'd love to dialogue over these issues in the Slack later this week. Do you guys have any recos this week?
3: I'll recommend the backwards brain bicycle by smarter every day. It's a YouTube video that blew my mind. Um, and I recommend you watch it. The link will be in the show notes.
1: I'm going to recommend a video, uh, called college kids say the darndest things that was shared by Jeff Durbin and a few other people on YouTube this morning. Well, it was this morning, Australian time. I don't know when it was in the real world. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of on the issue that we've been talking about today. A guy just interviews people about what they think about identity. Um, and it's quite interesting to hear the views of university students on this particular topic.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And since we're all recommending YouTube videos, I will recommend Shoot Christians Say. Shoot Christians Say. It's a hilarious YouTube video. <laughs> It is hilarious. You will crack up until you your sides hurt.
2: And I'm going to recommend a video called "Hey Ben."
0: Oh gosh,
2: no, uh, <laughs> oh. no, I won't do that. If you guys, we're, were all to, going uh, to count. That it was right the up. worst.
1: That was the worst YouTube video I've seen this morning.
2: <laughs> and that's saying something. It's been like an hour since you got up.
0: Two. <laughs> All right. If you would like to connect with us, you can do so by joining our Slack channel. That's the best place to get a hold of us. Go to slack.techreformation.com.
2: If you want to follow us on Twitter or Facebook, you can do that as well. And like and share our posts, get them out to your friends and let them know that we exist and that they should listen to us.
0: Hey, and just really quick on that. Let me thank our listeners for doing that. Because yeah. you guys, we have some of the best listeners of any podcast out there. I'm I'm convinced of it because you guys are awesome and you share it with your friends and that's literally the only way that this show is listened to by people who have never heard of it. So thank you for doing that. We love you very much.
1: Yep. Or you can go to our website, techreformation.com, check out the tags to find past episode topics.
3: And you can also email us at ask at techreformation.com
2: with anything you have to say to us. We would love to hear it. We are a part of the Theology Mix Network. You can check them out on, at their website or at the Master iTunes feed.
0: Don't forget to review us on iTunes. Give us a rate and a review, please. The words really help. And recommend us on Overcast. The religion and spirituality section is full of awesome podcasts other than like a few. We've got to knock those heretics out of there. Uh, and thanks for doing that because you guys are awesome.
2: And to do that, you can just swipe, swipe left on the podcast episode in your feed and hit that star. Do it just fine.
1: Or well, you could download pocket casts and star each episode as well, because I'm trying to compete with these guys by getting other people onto this awesome Australian-made <laughs> podcasting catcher.
2: Yeah man, whatever works.
0: This has been Tech Reformation. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. on the phone. <laughs> oh, gosh, I missed the button that I was supposed to press. Dang it. Hold on, hold on, hold on.
1: This better be worth it. I'm waiting for a punchline.
0: Oh, gosh, come on. Okay, the people that have been calling me is not ADT. It's Comcast because they're coming to set up my internet tomorrow. Um, and it literally, they are calling to say, hey, we're coming tomorrow. If you want to keep your appointment the same, no actions needed. Okay, thanks, Comcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't call me. Like, uh, (laughs) ah, all right. Anyway...